Welcome back, everybody, to another, another episode of your favorite podcast, I Think I Know Basketball. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Check this out. Yep. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at I Think I Know underscore BB. And mm-hmm. yep. listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah, man. And shout out to Anchor, too, man. So let's transition to some dope, dope, dope NBA news that happened over the last week. Yes. The homie Bill Russell finally accepted his Hall of Fame ring from the Hall of Fame, which should have happened a long time ago, but he didn't. 44 years ago, yeah, as 40, a matter of fact. Yeah, it should have happened, but he didn't because he was holding out until the first drafted African-American player got his because he felt that there was more important black people in the NBA than him. And Bill Russell's a real one. We cut from the same cloth. You know what I'm saying? That Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, you know, fight the power type stuff. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's just... That dude is the fucking realist. Yeah, like, he's, like, he's like, one of the like let's be real. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I'm gonna get into it, but I want to talk about this a little bit. I want to ask you about this from your perspective as a Boston Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. You know, as a dude who grew up here. Yeah, and obviously you weren't there for like when he was playing and stuff like that. But what does it mean to you to see Bill Russell be the legend that he is in your town? And to read about some of the stuff that he had to go through, it's you know, crazy. one of the most one of the most prominent legendary black athletes of all time mm-hmm. and the resentment that he still carried about how he felt he was treated yeah. in Boston yeah. and throughout the country. Yeah. During like like when people talk about. Yeah. You know, for to, to be real for a second, when people, All talk, of that. When, when people talk about how like, oh, yeah, racism doesn't really exist anymore and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Like, did you forget that Jim Crow was literally, like, 60 years ago, your grandparents were alive. My grandmother was alive for they were desegregation, alive for, that fam, shit. for segregation and desegregation. That was, like, <laughs> like that, that was literally not that long ago. You could go find somebody to ask well, about Jim Crow right now, and he played through it. For me, um, growing up in Boston, well, first off, you know, one of the outside perspectives of Boston is, like, it's a racist city and stuff like that. And clearly, Bill Russell was experiencing that. You know what I'm saying? Um, working for my day job at Only a Game at WBUR, shouts to the staff, um, we did a story with Bob Cousy. Um, yeah. the, our producer, Gary Wallach, did that. And Bob Cousy said something that was very, very interesting. He said he, he pretty much choked up and started crying. And it was like he Man. really wished he could have done more for Bill Russell because— they was going through all types of stuff. Like, you was telling me about a situation where he got a key to the city, and they wouldn't even let him eat. I forgot no. what, what state yeah, was so, that. So it was, and you know what? Unfortunately, this is my home state. Oh, my God. This is my home state. <laughs> I didn't, even, I didn't, so, I didn't so, put two and two together. So Marion, <laughs> Indiana. Uh-huh. So the story goes that, you know, they were, they were traveling for a game, and during the day, the mayor of mm-hmm. Marion, Indiana, gave Bill Russell the key to the city. Mm. And then that night, after the game that they played, yep. it's, it's just... Even it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. After the game, they tried to go to a restaurant, and the restaurant wouldn't serve him and his black teammates. The way I was reading the story is it's the classic thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what? It wasn't, it wasn't that overt, like, we don't serve your kind here. It was this. Mm-hmm. You, they walked in the restaurant, and... You know, there it may, restaurant maybe seats like forty people, but there mm-hmm. were only ten people sitting in, so it was nice and empty. There was room everywhere, but the server goes like, "Oh yeah, those seats are reserved." And they were like, "Oh yeah, well let's go sit over there. Those seats are reserved too." And they got the message because they've seen it how many times? 
It's crazy. And so they left. And that night, Bill Russell and his teammates knocked on the mayor's door and returned the key to Marion, Indiana. Wow, honey. And it's like, we don't want this. In- <laughs> we, we don't, don't want, want We don't want this we don't anymore. Want the key. No, I mean, seriously. It's, it's, it's like that's that's how real this man was. That's he the did, type he of, was not about taking shit. That's the type of stuff that was going on. I mean, he was rocking with the homie Muhammad Ali when Muhammad Ali wouldn't fight. I mean, wouldn't go to Vietnam. Yep. And they stripped him of his titles and all that type of stuff. He was standing right there with Muhammad Ali. Him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and yep. Jim Brown. And, yep, yep, which yep. Is, which is kind of crazy because... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is still about it. Oh, I mean, but Bill Russell's still about it. They, Bill Russell's I mean, still about it. When you Jim, cut, Jim Brown got weird. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the part that kind of messed me yeah, up. Yeah, Jim Brown but, did get weird. Yeah, yeah but, weird. but I mean, you, let's keep it Bill Russell. But our, but our Listen, basketball stars. Yeah, they, they stay, doing what they got to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's out here nailing with the football stars. He's nailed in some solidarity He's, with Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. Which it, is like in the Colin Kaepernick stuff that's going on right now. Is, the NFL straight up tried to set him up. But that's another podcast for another time. We can talk about that another day. And shout out to the the Chicago Bears. I know you follow them. They're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I want to I tell you, I was reading up on this earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I saw an interview with uh, current Golden State Warriors announcer Jim Barnett, who mm-hmm. played with Russell. He was drafted by the Celtics in 1966, played a season with the Celtics, and he was just talking about how that situation that I talked about in the Marion, yeah. you know, Indiana restaurant, like that was a regular occurrence. All I mean, across the country, and, and he just across saw them the going through that all the time. This all is, is the sixties. It's the middle of Jim Crow, and you know you can only imagine, right? And, you know, people talk about you know the, I feel like the history books kind of you know make it as like Bill Russell was an angry, you know, kind of curmudgeon. They always try to make it seem time. like they always try to paint us as the angry black man, exactly, and not and don't want to understand why we're they, angry. You know, I literally you know I mean. grew up like this. So, like I said, you know, I grew up in Northwest Indiana. I don't know that I knew a black person that I'm, lived within like several square miles of me mm. you know it's like you have to you have to go over to Maryville for it you know like, mm, like across that's, that's, across the way sounds white and, and yes <laughs> yes it was you know and, and so like Maryville and Gary and stuff like that like you know there would be black people everywhere there but you know in Hobart Indiana like it's the whitest like it just sounds white you know but man. but that's the kind of thing man like I went to elementary schools and I got labeled as the angry black kid every damn day they want to paint you that way but they never ask why they never think about why you might be angry. They never think about the things that you go through on, on a, a daily, daily basis. basis. And, and, and you know, things that you put out of your mind like, okay, so, you know, and thinking about the, this whole the helmet bashing thing that mm-hmm. happened with, uh, you know, the NFL. Obviously, no one is going to know for sure mm-hmm. what Mason Rudolph, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, said, said to Miles Garrett. No one is going to know that for real except mm-hmm. for those two people. And one says he didn't say it, and one kind of hinted that he did, yeah. even though he didn't come up with it after a week. We, we don't know. And we I mean, the, the NFL you know, said didn't find any evidence that Mason Rudolph said what he said. But I'll tell you this. The first time somebody called me that, I was eight years old. Mm. It was a grown man mm. that I used to like hang out with, mm. like, like his, his kids. Like I used to play with his kids. Like I was in this dude's house. Mm. And... That happened. I, yes, that happened. And I didn't tell anybody about it for mm. years. Mm. For years and years. I blocked it out. Yo. I put it out of my mind. And those type of situations I tried, are I, tried tough. To, I tried to act like it didn't happen. I was embarrassed. You know, I was angry and embarrassed. And it's like to imagine going through that every single day where where it's like, yeah, legally 
that wasn't happening to me where like I couldn't ride, you know, in certain parts of the bus or I couldn't go eat in restaurants. But to not not only have those aggressions on you every day, it's wild. But, but to then have it legal to be like, oh yeah, I can just treat you differently. Legal, and, have and, it be legal. With keywords, what you said it was yeah, legal and, and to people do just, that. People just kind of like, eh, whatever, man. That's the law. It's like that's crap. And I don't blame Bill Russell for being angry with that. And I think he's the realist for sitting up there and advocating for Chuck Cooper to get in the Hall of Fame. It's, it's like and when I think about that, right, that's like saying it's so selfless. It's so selfless. And it's a, it's a big picture. It's about us as a people, us as black people in America. We're not just going to keep disrespecting the ones that came before us because you want to celebrate me. And it's a real because su- they paved the way, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I, but but it takes a, but but it's just to that point. Yeah. it takes a lot for like the black person that's the one that's getting celebrated to do that to be like, yo, this is not about they paved the way, and that right there, that moment right there, that's why Bill Russell's a real one. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like willing to take to to make sacrifices for himself personally that have nothing to do with his well being of his life, and you know what I'm saying? Like that ring, him getting that ring, doesn't really affect his day-to-day life, his health, or, you know, things like that, like his bills, like, but, but it, but it means so much more for us as black people that he didn't accept the ring until the first, it's like, it puts the pressure. He used his, you know, his platform, he used his platform to, to get a dude recognized. You know, what's crazy about it to me is, is the fact that you know, Chuck Cooper wasn't recognized in the first place because yo, yo. That, that'd be like if baseball didn't recognize Jackie Robinson. Yo, they are literally out here rewriting history books, you know what I'm saying, and, and writing out some of the stuff that has happened to us as black people. So that's why stuff like this is important. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very important. And this is why Bill Russell is and will always be a real one. And to me, and I always and I bring this up, too, when we talk about the greatest of all time. I see people don't talk about Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain because we don't have a lot of their highlights and stuff like that. But Bill Russell won a championship as a player and a coach. You know what I'm saying? Imagine. First black coach in the NBA. The, the man said post-game interview after they won that championship where he was the player and the coach, I wouldn't trade any of these guys. It's like, what? <laughs> like how He just played. And he's like, I wouldn't trade any of these guys. They just won a chance. It's like that right there is next level legendary. And the only person I even see getting close to the player-coach thing is Braun. Right yeah. now. Like, that's just going to happen. So, and and yeah. I mean, in terms of impact of the game, too, like, you think about the kind of things that LeBron has typically stood for. Because, yeah, like, yeah he might not eclipse, you know, what guys like before him have done, like the Muhammad Ali's and stuff like that. But he's following in that tradition, mm-hmm. generally, with the kinds of things that he said and done. He's not always perfect, right? He's mm-hmm. not always going to be perfect with it. But I feel like he embraces that kind of thing, especially for, you know, uplifting black athletes and black voices. He takes that very seriously and I, think I feel that like that's always been something I respect. I mean obviously that whole NBA China situation is something where he was a little misinformed but outside of that LeBron James is really doing a good job at trying to carry that mantle you know what I'm saying he's taking that baton and he's trying to run and he's doing a lot of the things that people criticize Michael Jordan for not doing Yeah, you know what I'm saying even though Michael Jordan does do a lot of things for the black community that people just don't know about because it's not in the news and that's interesting one in itself um yeah, because I feel like there there are parts of it where Jordan, being so image conscious, mm-hmm. and he got a lot of protection during his playing days from the media, from some of the stuff you'd be doing on the low, you know, and, and, and stuff like that every night. Yeah. Like some of these stories, like, listen, Jordan, just now. take just take two years off and get your life together, come back. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but I mean, like, you know, LeBron lives in a different era where people want, you know, and expect to see all this extra stuff about, you know, your life and your career. And Jordan was a little bit, he could keep a little bit more of that hidden and he didn't want to make waves. And he was, you know, savvy business guy in a way. So that whole Republicans buy sneakers too thing, right? Like, People are saying that China thing with LeBron uh-huh. was Michael Jordan's Republicans wear sneakers mm, too moment, which like I could, I could totally see that. But I think that if you take that one thing away, which obviously was like, you know, yeah, like LeBron probably didn't need to need to wade into that one, especially not when he was kind of misinformed, I think, yeah. or at least didn't think about, didn't curate his message the way he should have. Uh-huh. But if you take that away, his involvement and his outspokenness has been has far eclipsed anything Michael Jordan has ever done. I mean, LeBron James has a perfect, uh, a perfect perception, pretty much since he's been in the league. You know what I'm saying? This guy has gotten into no trouble, and people still find everything they can to try to tear him down. This man has built a whole entire school. He came called, from the hood too. It's called I Promise. The kid from Akron. Like, what are we talking about? So, to just, just full circle thing, you know. He's doing what he's doing because somebody like Bill Russell has planted those seeds. And Bill Russell doing what he's doing today and in accepting his ring or in declining the ring and then accepting it 44 years later after Chuck Cooper gets inducted into the Hall of Fame is not going to do anything but plant more seeds for the upcoming generations of young black kids who are seeing the injustice things that are going on in this country. This country is wild sometimes. And that's just another example of how, like like you said, my grandmother, your grandparents, you know, Jim, they was alive during these things and stuff like that. So it's bigger it's than basketball. Definitely bigger than basketball. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of I Think I Know Basketball. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, I Think I Know underscore BB. And check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you later.